Today we're at Final Inspection in Rochester, Massachusetts to talk about auto detailing and how badly you can screw up your car. Hey everybody, welcome back to Car Side Chat. I'm your host, Primo. Today I have with me Justin of Final Inspection Auto Detailing. Uh, he runs the shop here. How long have you been doing this? I've been in business uh, close to 20 years now. 20 yeah, years. I've been on my own for the past five. Wow. I'm on six. So, okay. But I've been in the industry since around 2002. How long have you been at this specific location? Uh, just over a year. We wow. were on the other side of Rochester starting in 2016 mm -hmm. up until last year. And uh, it was time to move. Needed more space. Growing yeah. pains, right? Uh, not always a bad problem, but it poses challenges. So, do you find an issue with kind of spacing about where things are and what they're doing? Ah, uh, no, not typically. Mm -hmm. No, everything's been been pretty good. You know, yeah. especially around here, yeah. everybody's pretty, you know, and, laid back. Well, that's that's the million dollar question: yeah. is is how has business been now that COVID's been a thing? You know, I was real worried. I think with you know, along with most people, right? Um, especially, you know, around springtime last year when COVID started hitting, everybody's, you know, I, I did. I lost some business. I had people, they had lost their jobs, got laid off, mm -hmm. you know, and I get it. The last thing they're going to worry about is having their car detailed. You right. know, for a lot of people, it is a luxury. Mm -hmm. um, right. For some people, it's a necessity. Right. Um, so, yeah, I did lose a little business, but, and then we ended up moving right in the middle of the summer last year. So... Um, by the time the move was done, the shop was up and going, um, I ended up having a big backlog of work. So that carried nice. me all through the end of the summer and through the fall and into the winter. Well, so. I, and that's the thing is, is I think that's what everybody is seeing is really that things kind of keeled over and they died off. But the reality was, is things just picked up. And yes. now I see a lot of people that go that, I think that's the biggest influx of why we need so many people to do jobs and work is because like all these people that didn't have stuff now there's the train is Yellow, you yeah. know flopping up so. yeah 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 so just in case you guys remember you gotta remember the viper over here <laughs> this is exactly this was this is the owner of the car uh so yeah and i like i said thank you so much for letting us drive oh, it did, absolutely did you hear the news about um battalion cars you were telling me earlier about well, it that we may have uh find a way to keep our supercars yeah that's right so italy is trying to find a way right now to because cars like Ferrari and Lamborghinis are so limited edition that uh, the, if they make a few of them, that it won't be that big a deal to be able to have them still be engined vehicles. And that's the thing is one of the things we were talking about before was the beauty and the raw power. Of, for instance, the V10 here, the V12, the sounds that they make. And my thing is, I think it's just hard to really sell somebody on per se an electric vehicle that doesn't make any noise. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough, especially if you've never driven one mm -hmm. and that first time getting into one electric vehicle. Yeah. It's definitely different. Yeah. You know, coming from somebody that's always been a gearhead and into the mm -hmm. high horsepower. Well stuff. yeah, I mean yeah. there's enough noise behind us right now to blow yeah, this is why he doesn't have windows here is because we wouldn't have any left the second he started something up. So of all the cars that you've done, what is kinda I guess your most exciting car? In other words you know. Well, I guess starting off, I mean, you always have those benchmark vehicles, whether it's 
the the very first you know newest model corvette and then you know the first lamborghini and then the first gtr the first ferrari those always monumental cars mm -hmm. and then uh over time you know I, I mean not to sound mundane i mean at the end of the day yeah it, it ends up being you know you, you start doing enough of them okay you know it's another ferrari another lamborghini you know another corvette um i'd love to do a koenigsegg I'll yeah lo I i'd love to have one of those or, or a hypercar of that sort it's, it makes unique things yeah, to, to clean a car like yeah, that yeah yeah mm -hmm. um you know the first rolls royce that i've done or first bentley those are all monumental cars it's always nice having those types of cars come in right exactly um, so my thing was and that's kind of the beauty of this is why we kind of made our show in the first place of driving cars like this and not, we're not just driving cars like this we've been driving a lot of different aftermarket vehicles we yep. the apocalypse beetle probably one of my favorite cars out there i don't know why it is because it tried to kill me but it just ended <laughs> up being like you know those are the cars that you remember you know it's yeah. like that car hated me i, I want to drive it more just to be vindictive but that was the thing is is the more you're involved in cars and the more you see stuff and these things are not i i, I want to tell people that they're not so out of touch as they think like you can start a business and work in different things like this or, or wherever you're at because i mean it trust me it's a huge world out there there's tons of places you can do this stuff there's you'd be amazed at how many buyers out there are interested in in are looking for somebody that they can trust uh that can work on their cars and that's the thing is is the more you drive them you start seeing cars so at first you know everybody says i want the lamborghini yep. i want the ferrari and then you drive it and you're like well now I want a 360 Challenge Stradale. Yeah. And then you kind of fall back and you're like, oh, now I want a Celica GT4, what do you call it, all track. Yeah. And you're like, it gets into these weird cars that you end up falling in love with. But yeah. in the end, you end up finding the car that you love. Yep. And you kind of end up and going, and that's the thing is, is a car that you love, you're going to own longer than anything else. Oh, without a doubt. Right. Without a doubt. Especially the Viper. I have no no doubt. I'm That, that car's staying. Right. That's been a childhood dream of mine. That's awesome. Since I mean, early 90s when they first came out, I was a wee little guy. Awesome. And here I am, so yeah. living the dream. <laughs> so there's there's my thing. So so let's say somebody is a dreamer and they buy their first Viper, and now they're on the the, the now they got this car. I'm sure it, it's so funny how many times you go to shows. You and me both. You go to a shop and you see that, you know, four hundred thousand dollar Ferrari, two hundred thousand dollar Ferrari, yep. and you go there and you're like, do you ever clean this car? Like, do you, you have those moments, right? It's oh, not yeah. just me. Oh, so yeah. the thing is, is we tell people that you buy these cars, you want to take care of them. What do you see as the biggest pitfall for these guys? What are the things that they miss commonly when it comes to buying their, you know, I just bought my car, bring it home. I'm going to bring it to you. What are you going to recommend? Uh, really just starting off from the get-go. You know, if it's a slightly used vehicle, we always want to start, you know, fresh, getting the paint corrected. Um removing any defects, getting everything looking right, and getting the proper protection on. Um, some people are really fanatical. They are, you know, worried about stone chips and rock chips, so then we get into paint protection film, stuff like Expel. Um, I have a gentleman, Derek over at Kicking Customs and Rainham, who handled. <laughs> we knew that shout-out was yeah. coming. <laughs> Got to give a shout-out to my boy. We'll forward Derek. him the video when yep. we get done. <laughs> um, so he handles all that for me. Um, some people aren't as worried about that. They're just worried about more ease of maintenance and cleaning. So then we get into ceramic coatings and stuff of that nature. So really, you can go down the rabbit hole right. when it comes to 
detailing a vehicle, I mean, mm -hmm. you can do as little or as much as you really want. And then obviously a customer's budget is going to dictate what's get, what gets done right. at that at that point. So this is this is something else because we, we go to this, and this is something that I saw in your flyer that you gave me, which I really was I, – I, I love reading flyers. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like – because you'll say stuff to people, and I did it myself. I was talking to them the first time we met, and I was like, yeah, this would be a great idea. And I don't think anybody does it. And then I go through his flyer, and it's like the fifth one down. So you're like – Oh yeah, okay. So you do do that, um, but let's say you're a car show guy, and yep. you you're the guy that's looking for the trophy. And I tell people a lot of times that it's not the car so much as the presentation. Without a doubt, a lot of times I've brought stock vehicles to shows and won with them because we did the cleaning ahead of time and made sure yep. the car was perfect. So let's say I want to win a car show. What would it be like? A I don't even want to say cost. In other words, to bring something in and say, hey, this is what I would do to that car. To to make sure that that car was spick and span when it got yep. to the so like most vehicles we would start off proper wash decon process you know clay iron removal um getting everything squeaky clean from there we'd do the paint correction removing swirls defects that nature um we would go as far as removing wheels doing a wheels off service mm -hmm. um you know if you got coilovers clean and prep and coat all the suspension components uh, the faces and barrels of the wheels, really, it just sets it off. You'd be surprised what, you know, you have a nice clean car that's shiny, and then you can see the wheel liners and the arches are kind of a little dungy and dingy looking. Right. Um, getting all that cleaned and prepped and, and revived really makes a big difference. I almost sell more wheels off packages than I do anything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it's a huge add-on on most vehicles. Right. Um, and obviously, engine bay appearance. Right. You want your engine bay looking good, clean and tidy. Not so much oily and greasy, but just clean and fresh and, and looking like it comes out of the factory. Um, you know, we have a saying, uh, the other guys whack. So you want to make sure nothing's left behind, any creases and cracks, no compound or residue. All that stuff adds up on the overall look of the vehicle. Right. Um, streaky windows. Yeah. Even, even experienced detailers. Everybody always complains. Windows are a pain. Heat and humidity can uh, affect that. Nothing's worse than walking by a vehicle and seeing streaks and smudges in the, in the windows. So have a nice crystal clear glass always a plus so really just a complete go through try to go over everything and that's the thing is people don't understand these little small touches especially like showing off your engine when we were judging uh at the last mission 22 rally um i was the only judge for it and i was going to it the people that ended up winning were the people that had their trunks were open their interiors were open the fronts were open a lot of people were expecting i don't know how you expect to win a show if your doors are closed and you have tinted windows. I think it's cool yeah. that you have tinted windows. Yeah. and But there's little things. Door talking, jams, all right. that trunk hinges, all that stuff. Little makes swirls world, yep. and little things. And that's it. Spider web cracking. That yep. was huge. Yep. And that was back to the um, we, when we were at the Ferrari shop. And we're working on these cars. And I would go in and we'd take the pictures of the cars. And I would see these 360s and 430s. And it looked like a spider head. Oh, yeah. made homes in yeah. them and the thing is is i don't know if i don't know if, if you guys are seeing it or not yeah uh, but it's one of those things it's i mean it's easy to take care of yeah yeah usually once a vehicle is polished and and looking right um i always tell people once it leaves here how you touch that vehicle is definitely you know it can make or break it you can spend all the time in the world doing a black vehicle like i got behind me 
and uh, if you don't know what you're doing to, to wash and maintain it when it leaves here, um, you can just undo all that work. And that's the last thing I want somebody to do that comes in. You know, they spend their hard-earned money. They have their nice car. They trust me with it. We do the vehicle. Um, I go over proper maintenance with every vehicle when they leave here. That's something that I really liked about what you did was is it wasn't just, you know, here's your car is clean and out. And, out and, uh, and the thing is, a lot of people, and I hate this because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I hope <laughs> a lot of people don't get mad if you say it. There's a lot of auto detailers out there, and I'm not going to name names, that do this after you're done. When you have the customer and you've delivered them and let them gone home, then pat yourself on the back. When they're in finally do that backfill on it and that's the thing is is you're sitting there with the customer and saying you know hey don't forget to do this don't yep. forget to do that a b this c is, d e yep. yeah here's some products over here in the yep. corner that you can use on your vehicle and i think that's i mean hair salons get it right oh and, yeah and so many people mess it up and it was great very refreshing to come here and see that done the way it needed to be done oh without and, a doubt. and really say driving away i wasn't driving away empty-handed you, you'd had a bottle of soap in your hand you had you know here's your your other stuff make sure that you do this right uh, and, and at any time I wanted to call, you answered the phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. So and I deal. tell people, and I get calls randomly, you know, people, mm -hmm. oh, I, I got this situation. How do you, how do I handle it? Um, one, either I can walk them through it step by step, or I just tell people, hey, come on down. We'll take it, you know, take care of it. Something takes 5, 10, 15 minutes done, out the door did, they go. Did Russell, was Russell the one that, that got that random call to you? Uh, he's had a few <laughs> random calls. We, we have a guy by the name of <laughs> Russell. He has an awesome set of cars. He's one yep. of my good friends. Tons of character. I love calling him all the time. He's just a valuable resource. But he's the one that I, he... It preaches your, what do you call it? It's the church of final instructions. Yes. <laughs> because he really does sign off on like all the work that's done here. And it was funny because he's the one that really said, you know, hey, you got to check this guy out. And I had seen you at some shows yep. with this car over here, I think it was. Yes, I believe it was that car. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was hard to miss the, the amount of noise it made. Yeah. So that was really good. But um, that was the thing is, is when I saw it, I was like, you know, I, I would check this, some of the stuff out. And he came over and kind of showed it. It was great that we finally got to make it down and, yeah. and do that. Yeah. So let's Let's say, um, let's say I got my Ferrari. I did the first steps. Um, I don't drive the car that much. How often should I expect to come in and see you? Um, if it's more of a garage queen, something that's, you know, a Sunday driver, I usually tell people once or twice a year, you know, for a refresh, um, depending, again, mileage, how you maintain the vehicle. Um, a lot of people like to come in, obviously, early spring, you know, March, April, May, they're busy months. Mm -hmm. Um and if everything's good, we do what we got to do. And then um, depending on how much you drive it during the season, sometimes I have people, they come back, uh, you know, September, October before they put their cars away. You know, obviously daily driven vehicles, not Ferraris and trucks, they're going to come see me a lot more. Right. <laughs> now, with, let's say a car is in storage for a while. Is there any kind of damage that can happen to paint while it's in storage? Um, with the dust and all yeah, that? Not so much the dust. What I've seen, I've, I've ran into a lot of situations where people, the biggest question I get is car covers. Yeah. Car covers. We can, I'm glad we can we're talking whole, about we that. We can spend a whole day talking about car covers. From my personal experience, I don't like car covers. People look at me like I got 10 heads, but I personally don't well, like you them. You see the other end of it. Exactly. I usually fix the damage caused by car covers. Um, you know, if a car is 100% clean, looking good, and you got a perfectly clean car cover 
okay, fine, you want to put a car cover on it. I wouldn't put a car cover on a car that's sitting outside. Yeah. Because what happens is we're in the northeast. We get those wind and rainstorms. Snowstorms, storm. yeah. The car cover just slaps and beats the daylights out of the my, paint. Mine, it rains and it seals to the car. Yeah. And then somebody wants to come over are. and adjust it. And I'm like, yeah. you are just, might as well take sandpaper yep. to it. So what I recommend, if you got a nice storage facility you're putting your car in and the car's nice and clean, they make thin, clear plastic, almost like painter sheets. Yeah. They're super thin. That's roll what my grandfather out, used. Roll yeah. them mm -hmm. out. They're soft. I do it on here with vehicles sometimes. If I got other vehicles that are done and they're tucked away in the corner, I got painter's plastic. I'll just wrap the vehicle in that, and it's perfectly safe. Do, do you want to hear my pet peeve? You're going to love this. So we used to, obviously, worked with Rolls. I work with Bentleys. Yep. Not so much Lamborghini guys. The Lamborghini guys do. They'll do the touchless. The McLaren guys are, too, the touchless stuff that I'm yeah. kind of like, ah, I'm not yeah. feeling that. I'd rather, you know, do it right. But sometimes they're in a rush, so I kind of have to, you know, cut them some slack. So they, yeah. they've been to you three times, and this fourth time, they're like, I'm just going to do the touchless. Yeah. So, okay, I get it. But, you know, it, the paint is important. But for the Rolls and the Bentley guys, they they love their jersey the jersey, uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a broom. but Oh, it's the made... car dusters? Yes. Oh, yeah, no. I that... throw those. I've literally thrown customers' dusters in the trash. I, I could literally look at them. and I was like, I can see it scarring the oh, paint. Yeah. It would capture a piece of whatever. Yep. And as it, like, streaked across it, I know it sounds really good. but And especially, we do the big car shows in Boston. So you'd have, like, you know, Rolls, Rolls, Bentley, Bentley, and then whatever. <laughs> like, uh, we later had, like, Aston's and, uh, not Aston's, but uh, uh, Maserati. And yep. that was the thing is, is that it didn't matter as long as the luxury style stuff out busted that, that thing. And I'm like, no, do not touch that car with oh, this. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. I, horrifying. I, and again, people <laughs> look at me like I got 10 heads when I tell them that. You know, again, if your vehicle's already already swirled and scratched and everything and you bust out your duster, chances are you're not really doing much more damage right. than already there. Mm -hmm. But when you got a mirror polished black vehicle or any vehicle. Which a lot of these guys had the stainless yeah, things in yeah, them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you drag that duster across, especially pollen. Mm -hmm. Pollen, people don't realize. Pollen's not soft like a cotton ball. No. Pollen's very jagged. And it's big. It, yeah. <laughs> and it latches on and that will scratch your paint to no end. So you really need to use something that has some lubricity. The big one we see a lot of, and I think the general public's a lot more aware of now, is uh, rail dust, or we call industrial fallout, brake dust. Uh, really? You see that uh, vehicles being shipped in containers and, uh, and whatever mm -hmm. else. Um, I've worked at plenty of new car dealers, and, I mean, they come off the, the car carrier and... They have all these people think it's rust. They look like yeah. little rust specks. Okay. And essentially it is. It's ferrous metal, you know, brake dust, rail dust. from. Oh, cars. I can imagine how much and, that's. And that stuff just gets right in the paint. Now we got to remove that. So Now you um, do your, like, what is we it? We do you, our you, iron check in and, yeah. And now there's got a car that, like, it's literally scarring itself on the way. Yeah. Yeah. How many, with, how many people have bought new cars and then brought the new cars in and you see any kind of paint damage? More than you would like to know. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. More, you know, and I, what I've learned, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I know every state's different, but um, you can have a vehicle, say, that's been damaged at the port. Mm -hmm. um, up to a certain amount of the cost of that vehicle, whether it's 5%, 10%, they don't have to report that damage. Right, exactly. So, if say it's 10%, you have an $80,000 vehicle. You can have a hefty amount of damage on your new vehicle oh, man. that got fixed yep. and never was reported. Right. So 
Um, case in point, years ago I had a gentleman who ordered a, a brand new Hellcat at the time, Charger. They would just come out. It was pearl white, beautiful. His bumpers were perfect, but his paint was awful. Uh, everything was pretty good <laughs> up until we got to the passenger front door and the fender, and I saw a pearl white overspray, and I saw a uh, DA sanding marks. Really? Oh, yeah, and I had to call a customer. I'm like, hey, just so wow. you know, you know. Your nice new Challenger with 500 miles on it has already had paint work on it. Right. And at that point, there's not much you can do about it. We fixed it, made it look right. Yeah. Out the door it goes. So, But it just, it's tough. It, you know, I hate being the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're about to close up here. But the thing I wanted to ask you at kind of the ending here is if you have any advice to give to these people. Obviously, I always say stuff like, you know, make sure you clean your car regularly. Get a ceramic coat to it. You know, take so, take care of it in a good way. If there's something that you can advise to these people that, that I haven't covered, what would be the number one thing? I would say, first and foremost, do your research. You know, whether it's myself, there's plenty of good detailers out there, just like there's plenty of bad ones, um, just like any in walks of life. There's, yeah. you know, any sort of industry. There's good ones, there's bad ones. Mm -hmm. um, do your research. You know, find look at their reviews. Um, you know, find out what types of vehicles they're doing. You know what services do they offer so really you know don't be afraid to do your research um also you know don't always quote go by the cheapest quote that's right. the worst so if somebody's and don't take internet advice yeah that too you know if you get if you get three four five quotes from different shops and all of them are within you know a hundred dollars two hundred dollars of each other for, depending on the service and then you got one that's super low yeah. like a third of that that's not the guy that, that's yeah. probably not gonna be your guy there's there's a reason yeah. you know that he's that low yeah. so i would say just do your research first yeah. and foremost okay you know, so if so. these i'm sure everybody out here i mean Look at this. I mean, if you don't <laughs> want to get your car detailed here, there's something wrong. I mean, you got a, you're backlogged right now anyway, too, yeah, right? I'm yeah, I'm usually about a four- to six-week backlog. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, depending on the time of season. If you guys are quick, you could jump in and get it right when it's winter time and get your yep. car clean so it'll be ready for next year's season. Yep. So if they want to come see you and find you, where would be the best places to um, go? You can look me up on Facebook, obviously, Final Inspection Audi did. Uh, auto detailing. Um, you can call me 508 269 8124. You can send me a message through my Facebook page, Instagram at Final Inspection Auto Detailing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on Google, so um, I usually, it's appointment only, so I like to have people, you know, reach out ahead of time. And uh, mm -hmm. normally what I suggest is uh, for them to to come on down we meet face to face do an assessment of the vehicle discuss what their concerns are and that's um, probably my fear because every time yeah. I, I think about bringing my actual car down or yeah. any of my cars i i don't want you to look at it because i, I just want to kind of i don't want to horrify you <laughs> yeah, so it's all right but how much what? paint correction can you <laughs> yeah you know what because again not to you know talk on here but a lot of people don't realize how some people think their vehicle's a mess, and it's really not that bad. Other people think yeah. their vehicle's great, and then it's a whole, you know. I think I dread the second issues. one. Yeah. I, I would rather be that first guy. Yeah. Because that's me. I'm going to obsess over every yep. little, like yep. every spot bugs me. And you'll come in, you'll be like, nah, that's no big deal. I just buff that. Yeah. yeah. But that thing is, I'd rather be that first guy yeah. than the guy that doesn't know and has been driving it through concrete and gravel <laughs> all with, And with the construction that we have on our road, we have four seasons here. We have uh, winter, summer, more winter, and construction. Yeah. 
So if there's any place up here that somebody, you know, they've you've been yeah. through hell and back fixing cars, yes. this is the place to do it. So, hey, thank you for letting me come out one more time. Appreciate it. It was awesome. We're going to be back for more. We're, obviously, this is not the last time we'll nope. be here, Maybe and we're we'll going to check some GTO. more. I'm, I'm going to have, yeah, right? And I gotta have, Well, i got to have you as a guest on some of the other shows, too. Absolutely. And, uh, and hopefully we'll have them at one of these car shows, and you guys can come up and, and say hello and uh, see some of these cool cars in person. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we got some of these other videos to check out. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. You don't want to miss any of the new stuff that we have coming in. And as always, folks, don't forget to drive.